Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creator Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's both my mission and my pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you, giving you a specific takeaway, all that way your journey can be at least a little bit easier. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. If you haven't yet subscribed, I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So, let's get into this. I realize it's been about two weeks uh, since I posted something, and that's for a number of reasons, which I'm going to get into right now. Right. So, uh, you know, just a lot of a lot of things on the plate. And uh, I had a friend or I have a friend who's working on this documentary about a very interesting subject, but it takes place in East L.A. You know, that's kind of the location of it. And so we went to East L.A. to film this interview. And it was just so fascinating um, to to go to a place that I you know, even though I live in Los Angeles, Los Angeles is a big sprawl, right? And East LA is quite far from me, quite far from him, to be honest, too, even though he's closer by, like, I would say 30 minutes. Um, and it's just always so interesting to learn more about the place, whether you inhabit it or are just visiting or whatever else, and to learn a part of the city's history uh, was fascinating through this, just this single interview. And obviously the documentary, and I'm being vague about what the subject matter is because, you know, that's his to tell, but, uh, you know, all the, all the same, it's, it's a history of a a section of LA, you know? And even though, uh, like I said, I just did this, like, you know, one interview with him, it was very fascinating to, to observe and learn and, and, uh, you know, just, just learn some history, right? It, uh, when we sort of go down that route, it allows us more empathy. It allows us more understanding and just, I don't know, uh, satisfies a certain curiosity of how we got here in a sense, right? Even if it's not you directly. So I thought, uh, that was very interesting. And, um, you know, if I could go into the subject matter, it would be, all the more interesting, but uh, sadly, I cannot. Um, still, it was also just great to, this is like, you know, we've known each other for a number of years and, you know, I've done favors for him, he's done favors for me, but this was the first time, like, we actually did something together, together, and um, and he really liked the way the interview turned out. You know, I brought my, it was just basically me and him, I brought my equipment, my camera, my audio gear, lights, and so forth. And so um, it was, we, we knew it was a big interview, um, but it was, it was great how it all turned out. And uh, he really loved working with me and I like working with him. So, so it was great. Uh, you know, then later that week, I had a chance to tour the Amity Foundation and learn more about that. And um, if you're unfamiliar the Amity Foundation. I mean, I don't know everything, everything about it. Um, I just know kind of what I saw and how it, you know, works within LA. And the Amity Foundation, you know, as as I understood it, is this foundation that is meant to help rehabilitate um, inmates after prison back into society, 
right? And, you know, they have about 20,000 people right here in Los Angeles that they're, they're helping. Um, there's about 200 people within the facility that I saw. You know, they lived there for two years and it's almost like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like a college in a way where, you know, they're, they're learning, they're, they're doing stuff, they're living there, um, they work a job. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is it's just sometimes stuff like this just fuels you, right, to know, like, this was an organization, again, within my own town that I was not aware of. And it's good to know that people like this exist out there, that are, that are you know, organizations like this are out there that are doing good work. And obviously we need more uh, foundations and organizations like this. But the fact that, you know, day in, day out, doing this type of work, um, which is rewarding in the, in the long term, but certainly not in the short term and the funding and so forth, you're always battling resources, much like, you know, any sort of indie artist. But the fact that, it, you know, it just... It just warms you, right? And I'm also a big advocate of, you know, as an artist, you can't just put your head in the sand uh, to what's going on in the world, right? Um, in order to be a better artist and reflect kind of what's there and bring meaning to your art, you have to, you know, see what's out there. And, you know, the age-old thing is, you know, well, what cause do you sort of get behind? And you know, the answer is there's so many things in this world that need help that it really doesn't matter. Just pick one um, and and dedicate yourself to that, right? And I'm not saying, like, this is this is it for me, but um, there's organizations that I work with that potentially, you know, can have a partnership um, with, with this one and we can help each other out, and that's great, right? Um, partnerships is you know, in business all the time, it's a way to really elevate the resources of two companies. And so why not utilize that for uh, goodwill, um, the, for elevating society, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And so, yeah, it was just fascinating to, to bear witness to that and all the good that does exist, um, you know, because sometimes that gets lost. Right, and it's important to be reminded of the good things in life, um, and not, and, and just the good the, the good work people are doing to try to make the world a better place. Right, um, that often gets overlooked, and so I just want to highlight that, you know, and uh, just be aware, like you know, and it's not just about the Amity Foundation; it's about whatever whatever thing that exists near you, you know, and and you know, how can you get involved? And something within your own community to just bring about a little bit of help because it goes a long way. Um, the other big thing was, you know, we filmed out the rest of what we needed to in terms of the movie. So I was uh, able to pop in and out for a weekend in Columbia, um, which uh, which was funny because one of my friends was like, "Wait, so you're how's that going to look? Like you're just." basically just going to go down to Columbia for the weekend and come back. Like, aren't you like worried that customs is going to be like, what the hell? And, uh, luckily no problems in that regard. Um, but yeah, I went down, filmed the rest of what we needed to film. And this was primarily just B-roll stuff, you know, um, just a point of view 
uh, shots and um, you know establishing things just to give it some context because when we and by the way this is for my movie um, that I that we filmed in November we've been in post-production on and are uh, getting closer and closer to completion but uh, but yeah we, we just needed when we filmed in November we filmed focusing on the actors and getting all that stuff. And now as we had an edit of the movie, we could look, okay, you know, where do we want to kind of just establish them so the audience feels a little bit more oriented. Um, And also there was um, this uh, one actress that we needed to film, um, just a couple of quick close-ups. So, you know, she's down there. And so I got a chance to do that. And Easy breezy in that sense, right? But it's also interesting how when you have something very specific that you know you need to get, um, it, it, it's almost a higher pressure situation because like, let's say, you know, I need a, a, a shot of a building. Well, it has to work in context with everything else. And so you need to get it specifically, right? A specific angle, a specific like movement and, and whatever else. And, uh, you know, sometimes that can be a little bit nerve-wracking. And so, you know, I have, like, so many takes. If you, like, the most takes I have in the entire movie are these just, like, quick shots that, that we need to specifically slot in. Which is, you know, interesting, but but makes sense, right? If you really think about it. Um, but it was just great to kind of go down there, uh, see my friends. Um, also, it was it was interesting because... I wasn't told this ahead of time, but I, I went down during uh, election weekend. So they, they actually vote on Sunday. And um, a couple things happened. Number one, so, so there's no alcohol uh, three days preceding the, the election and then a day after the election. So, you know, all stores, all bars, no, uh, no alcohol being sold because they wanted people to have a sober mind, if you will, um, for the elections and also just seeing how they were voting um, was very interesting right it felt it, it, it felt cool for lack of a better term to, to really be able to observe you know not this like ultra historic moment but as a historic moment nonetheless you know voting is is a big deal now this was the midterms for them or you know something akin to the midterm so it wasn't uh, or primaries I think um, so it wasn't like this big general election, but but nonetheless, you know, still still a big moment. And so I got a chance to witness that. Now, the downside was, you know, part of what I wanted to film was some nightlife there. And uh, when, when bars aren't serving alcohol, you know, they're not really making money. So a lot of bars were closed down and not a lot, not a lot of nightlife happening. So, uh, you know, for me personally, I care less in terms of getting uh, footage. Not the best, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So, you know, uh, but 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 I got what I needed to, and I came back and so forth, and um, it was good. It was uh, it was a worthwhile trip. You know, we got what we needed to. Um, you know, uh, the thing of it though, you know, in order to make that happen, um, you know, I basically had to get ahead on uh, work and other projects and so forth, and so. We kind of really think about it, you know, I've, in the past couple of weeks, I've definitely been pushing myself more and more. Uh, and so I kind of run my body down a little bit, uh, you know, and much, I needed a much needed reset. So uh, 
I got the common cold, right? And it's, it's also fascinating when, like, you know, we've been so focused on COVID for so long as, like, the disease that, you know, you tend to forget that there's other diseases out there. And so, luckily, I did not have COVID, but I did have the cold, and I'm coming off of that now. Um, you know, as much as, like, I mean, it, did, it didn't, it wasn't, like, terrible, terrible, but it did slow me, you know, for me, whenever I get sick, I try to make it a point to just go to the bare minimum and focus on getting better. And so I did not have the ability to uh, really, like, I wanted, my ideal was I come back from Columbia, we put all the stuff in, and we were slated to do that um, and essentially get to what we call picture lock, meaning that the visuals are all in and then sound, color correction, visual effects, music can all now be uh, start to be finessed and worked on. Um, well, that did not happen, unfortunately. Um, you know, I, like I said, I took, I just did the bare minimum of what needed to get done and focused on getting better. But in some sense, you know, it was a good reset button. You know, I think sometimes we, we need that um, every now and then. Not that I'm saying like, hey, go get sick um, or I want you sick. But uh, but yeah, it, it, it kind of reorients you in terms of, okay, yeah, I got to kind of reprioritize. And I don't think there was any way around um, certain things. You know, one of the reasons why I'm pushing uh, in this way is because we're trying to have the film be ready for the Cannes Film Festival. Um, and yes, it's a it's a long shot, but we submitted. We got the, the you know the receipt that you know our application is fully accepted, so we're good there. And on April fourteenth, I have now learned that that is when we actually find out whether we got in or not. And so, you know, the team and I are on the same page. We will continue moving forward as if we got in. That way we will be ready. And if we don't get the good news, then we'll adjust accordingly, take our uh, foot off the gas pedal, give ourselves a little bit more breathing room. And, you know, that's okay. We'll see. But, uh, but as of now, we're operating as if we got into the festival. And, um, you know, hopefully we do. You know, that's, that's the dream, right? So that is also, that, that's the reason why I've been, you know, essentially pushing in this way. Um, just to, because, of, you know, one of the main components of all of this is getting to picture lock, right? Having those things ready so that way color correction, visual effects, music, and sound have the time they need to really perfect their uh, aspects, right? And if I'm still editing the movie, that's not possible. And so I want to give them as much time as I can. And so that relies on me getting it to picture lock. So, um, so I've been pushing towards that. Um, you know, um, as part of that, you know, right now, all those things are kind of in motion, at least, you know, the, the colorist I've spoken to him, uh, you know, he knows exactly what we're looking for. He's ready to do it. You know, um, he, he gave me also like his tech specs of what he needs for me to deliver the movie to him, great. Um, you know, uh, Edgar, our sound designer, you know, he already has a past the movie, so he knows uh, the areas that uh, that are problematic that need to be ADR'd. He can start to like think, of, you know, pull sounds and think of ideas and so forth. You know, not necessarily place all that in, but just start collecting, right? 
um, music, you know, the themes are being overall worked on and then the specificity of hitting like, you know, timing that'll come once it's all there, right? Visual effects, same thing. Um, they're being, uh, preliminary worked on and then we'll finesse it once, once things are picture locked. So it's all, it's all moving forward in that sense. You know, the other aspect of it is now I'm starting to schedule ADR with the actors. And what that is, is basically sessions to record voiceover with the actors for stuff that, uh, that needs to be re-recorded, right? For whatever reason. And, um, you know, so, so things are moving forward well. Um, one of the interesting parts was there's, there's, there's this shot that I've been trying to get for a number of times in the movie. It's a very specific shot, right? And six times it took me to get. Not like literally like six takes, but like six times going to this place and trying to get this one shot. And... That's because of, you know, specifically Bogotan rain. Uh, in Bogota, it, you know, it can be sunny. And then within 20 minutes, all of a sudden, it's like the, the biggest downpour of your life. And you don't know how long it's going to last. And so, you know, we've been in situations where we're heading there. Um, and it's sunny, it's bright. And all of a sudden, it just goes pitch black. And it's raining and thundering and so forth. So, uh you know, finally, after six tries, I got the shot that I've been looking for. And uh, one of one of my friends, you know, that lives down there, he said, like, oh, you got lucky. And I was like, that's not luck. You know, this is persistence. Like, I, you know, this is my sixth attempt at this. This is determination. And that's very interesting to me um, as I kind of reflect on that. Because, yeah, you know, I think, I think, you know, listen, it's not to say that luck has nothing to do with the creative process or life. It certainly does. But, you know, when talent meets opportunity and so forth, like they talk a lot about that. Um, it's all these different things that go into it, right? You know, you create serendipitous moments by, <coughs> excuse me, having this resolve and moving forward. You know, I'm reminded of, for me, this, uh, the, the speech from Patch Adams starring, um, Robin Williams, right? It's He's in the courtroom scene. You might have seen it. Um, and the entire speech, it's like a six-minute speech, give or take. Um, and it's beautiful. But there's, at the end, he says this very poignant thing of essentially, like, hey, here today, you have the ability to block me from the coat. Because he's, he's fighting to be a doctor, right? The coat and the title. But you can't prevent my curiosity. You can't stop me from learning, gentlemen. Uh, regardless of your decision here today, I will be the best damn doctor the world has ever, ever seen. So you can either have me as an outspoken colleague or an outsider. Um, either way, I'll probably be viewed as a thorn. And, you know, when I look at now as we approach the film festival circuit for this movie and just kind of certain people's reactions to like just stuff in general. It's, it's always interesting to me. Um, yeah. Like in, in essence, like that is art, right? You know, there are those gatekeepers, you know, the panel of judges and patch Adams who have the ability to prevent patch from getting the title and the white coat, but regardless, he'll still be a doctor. Right. And so, you know, in that sense, I've always taken that to heart because, 
you know, whether or not I get into any film festivals, I can still be a filmmaker. Whether or not there's a, a publisher who wants to publish my book, well, I'll still be an author, both for fiction and nonfiction, right? Um, and this can apply to music and whatever else, right? So do not be deterred by the gatekeepers out there. Stay, you know, your, your passion cannot be, if, 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 if you truly, like, this is what you're meant to do, this is what you love, that's what you do, regardless of, you know, the outcome, essentially. And, you know, that, that does relate to Patch, tangentially at least, where, you know, he makes the argument, you know, because th- th- they say, like, you know, what if one of your patients had died? And he's like, what are we so afraid of in terms of death? Um, you know, he makes the argument, like, why can't we treat death with, you know, decency, humanity, and God forbid a little bit humor? You know, you, you, you treat a disease, you win, you lose. You treat the person, you win no matter what, Right. And so in that sense, I think it is applicable to, to artists in the sense that, you know, if you have a passion and it's, and it's your true passion, like you're not doing it for the money and, and the fame, then regardless of what anybody else thinks, like you're going to continue doing what you love. And that's why for me, when I, when I think about getting that one specific shot, it's probably going to be like three seconds in the entire movie, but, but, but it's so needed right? Um, that Yeah, like that's the lengths you go to. You go six times and you don't call it luck. You, it, it was determination to get it done, you know? Hence why I probably wore myself down because like just that weekend alone is like the third attempt to try to get this damn thing, you know? But that's what it takes, you know, if you, if you really want it sometimes. Um, and so do not be deterred by the gatekeepers, um, because here's, here's another interesting kind of aspect to it. Um, people who I knew years ago that were coming into their own, um, there was a lot of naysayers against them. You know, some were even called losers. I'll even give you, here, here's an extreme example. I know I, I didn't witness this firsthand, but I've heard stories of, of like people that I know that used to like, in terms of Jessica Alba, you know, they were like, oh, she'll never make it. She's whatever, X, Y, and Z. And this was like, you know, at a time when she was already kind of in, in Fantastic Four and other like, you know, I, I forget the timing of all the things, but like, you know, she was, you know, relatively known at the time. And yet there were so many naysayers like, oh, she's making stupid, she's going to ruin her career and so forth. And it's like, it's just so interesting. Like, who are these people to judge ultimately? Because Jessica Alba is certainly doing fine, right? And more than fine. I use that word ironically. And what's been interesting to me is I've seen people that uh, that I've interacted with directly be told, you know, their idea is dumb, they'll never make it, whatever. And sometimes to their face and sometimes like just behind their back in a, in a weird way. And that always, like, I never appreciated that, you know, I'm not one to bring people down. And so like that definitely rubbed me the wrong way. And you know, I was not in a position at the time to necessarily say something, whatever. But uh, yeah, I just I just never liked that aspect of it, and so it feels good that you know, in spite of those, in spite of those viewpoints from many people that thought they, you know, and th- these are like these aren't just like people off on the side and like people's basements or whatever. Like these were like high industry people that made these like 
proclamations. And so it feels good knowing that they overcame those odds, in a sense. They, you know, they, they, they believed in themselves, they believed in their idea, and they had a work ethic, certainly, to get themselves to what they believed was possible. And that's really inspiring to see, you know, and that is like Patch because, you know, uh, people have the ability to take away the title and the white coat, but they can't stop your curiosity, they can't stop your work ethic, and at the end of the day, you can still be the best damn doctor that's ever lived, right? You know, it's a metaphor. Apply that to whatever discipline you want. And I think that's really cool when you think about it in that sense. And, um, you know, it's always, I guess, in a sense, something that I've inhabited. Maybe not always, but certainly for the latter few years. Uh, and uh, but, but when I thought about the Patch Adams speech, I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's, that's exactly it. Um, so that's why, you know, it would be a dream to get into the Cannes Film Festival. But if we don't, we don't. So, yeah, that's, that's what I got for you, you know. Um, thank you for taking time to tune in and, and listen. Uh, I do apologize to my patrons uh, because, of my, uh, because I was sick with the cold. I didn't have a chance to, um, you know, deliver on the stuff that I know I'm supposed to. But I will. I'll make it up to you. Um, if you have no clue what's going on, well, I have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash philsvitek. It's a way to support what I do. And uh, really, it allows for more direct interactions, right? It's not to say that if you comment down below or hit me up on social media at philsvitek that I won't uh, listen to your thoughts and comments about you know the stuff that I'm putting out. But, but through my Patreon page, it allows us to have just more direct interactions and, and stuff like that, right? So I think that's uh, something neat um, if, if you so choose to go that route. Also, uh, in general, you know, I have, I have a movie out already. Um, can't wait to say that I have two movies out, but, um, but that'll come. Right now I just have the one movie, but I do have two books out there and stuff like that. So if you want to support what I do, it's out there. Uh, it's linked to in the description box. Check it out. Um, you know, supporting that stuff helps support and allow me to speak on this stuff so it's all symbiotic and, and allows you to see just you know, truly the stuff that I've actually been up to, right? That I, I talk about week in, week out with this stuff. So thanks so much as always. I appreciate you and hope to see you next time. Mm-hmm.